Hey, I'm Natalie Potts and this is the Natalie Potts Podcast. If you want to talk about your business, your life, your health and more, then you are in the right place. We do it all with humour, love and inspiration to help you create a life you love. So let's dive in. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on. And I know it's going to be an incredible episode of what we've already spoken about before and everything that we do with business and lots of leadership. And I know there's going to be lots of useful takeaways for people. So let's kick off by um, introducing who we are. And uh, most people know me and my listeners, but share share everybody uh, a little bit about Laura. Yeah, thank you. And thank you very much for having me on as well. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, But yeah, as you said, my name's Laura Parr. I am a business coach and strategist. Um, I started off my personal journey in the world of property. Um, uh, Well, even before that, I was corporate um, and that really wasn't my thing. I loved property and I did about 10 years in that. Um, However, there's lots of different facets to property and I ended up um, getting into one that I didn't really enjoy. So by the end of the 10 years, I just I hated everything that I was doing. It really didn't sort of fill me with joy at all. So that led me to asking all of the usual questions about, you know, life, what is it that we we're doing with it? What do I want from it? Um, and uh, and that's what led me to coaching. I'd already been coaching a little bit, um, you know, anyway, but I got my, you know, I went down the route of, you know, getting coaching qualifications and, you know, actually doing it properly and professionally. And so I now run a business called Conscious Business Design. Um, and what I do is I help women to start what I call conscious businesses. Um, mm. there's two sort of definitions to that. So the first one being a business that actually consciously does something, um, you know, beyond just making money. So it's about giving back environmentally, or it's about, um, you know, giving back economically, or socially, um, you know, and you don't need to do you don't need to wait until you've got money to do those kind of things. Because that's the misconception yeah. is, you know, everyone wants to be philanthropic and they go yeah 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 if I had a spare million of course I would but you don't need that spare million you can actually do that without any money Um, and it's just how you set your business up the systems and processes you put in place maybe it's who you hire the suppliers you use you know all those sorts of different things so it's encouraging people to be conscious about the business that they're creating but it's Mm -hmm. also about being conscious about how you're setting it up as well because the business failure rates um, are just astronomical it's well above 50 percent in the first five years is um and i for me personally i believe that a lot of that is because we jump into starting a business without actually really questioning what we're doing you know we think we have a brilliant idea or we hear something amazing about entrepreneurship and freedom and you know you hear all these people online at the minute they're like oh i've got my own business and so i only work three hours a week and we kind of go great i'll do the same and nobody really asks the questions about well does this fit with my lifestyle um you know is this giving me what i want um and the, the amount of times I've sort of worked with people and they've had a look at things and gone, oh, so that doesn't allow me to retire at 35. And you go, well, no, but if we did it this way, then maybe we could incorporate, you know, X, Y, and Z. So it's about being conscious from the very, very start so that you don't get despondent, you know, a few months down the line or a few years down the line, um, you know, thinking, how did I get here? So uh, that in a slightly long nutshell is what I do. <laughs> there's there's loads of in that. Thank you for sharing. And, and where we will have the synergy is our involvement around strategy for sure. And like you say, I guess essentially one of the things I say quite a lot is slowing down, speed up and looking at, like you shared there, what is the strategy? What is the reason you go into it? Why is it important to you? What does it actually look like? Um, it's a question I get uh, my other half challenging it quite a lot. It's like, you're always like, what does it look like? And I was like, but it's true because... <laughs> Yeah. We don't, or we'll say these questions kind of just willy nilly out there, but we don't actually think about what they mean to us in our business to exactly like you say, 
create yeah. something sustainable for the future. And there is so many businesses that just fold so soon, they give up too early because they haven't done that groundwork. And I, what I took from what you were sharing there as well is this idea that we're always searching for the it's like the, the end goal, the next thing, when I get there, when I get there, and it's like, but you got to really think, you've got to have that strong vision, but think about what is it now step by step and immerse yeah. yourself in that, get the support for that. Um, and like you say, map out that sometimes we make it, we ten times in our head, then it's more than it needs to be. But other sides, we also do need some, an idea of where we're going, what we're doing, and being able to have the strategy to implement. Yeah, well, some people, you know, they say, oh, I want freedom. And you go, oh, that's right. great. What is right. freedom? You know, for one yeah. person, freedom might be traveling around the world 24-7. But for other people, freedom might be, I want to pick up my kids at 3.30 when they finish school. So yeah. unless you define what that means to you, um, yeah. You know, you're you're comparing apples with oranges and that's the problem right. with comparing yourself to somebody online is that you know someone online sort of says oh this is what I'm doing and I have freedom mm-hmm. and we conjure that up to mean you know what we want it to mean but it doesn't necessarily mean it's exactly what we want and that's yeah. an interesting exercise to go through and I've done that with a lot of clients um you know is trying to define what I call your rich life it's you know what would you be doing if there were you know, money was was no object, but also people's opinions were no object as well. Like, that's the other thing is that people kind of go, oh, well, I want to retire at 60 instead of 65. And you kind of go, okay, well, what about 45? And they go, oh, and they pick 60 because they think it's early because societal norms suggest that you're meant to be retiring yeah. at 65. So actually 60 is pretty, pretty good. So you've got to be careful how you sort of assess what it is that you want. And you have to double check. Am I wanting this because it would be good for my family or because it would be great to be able to tell people that, you know, this is what I do or do I want it because I actually genuinely want it. Mm. So you've got to be a little bit conscious about, you know, even the answers to your questions sometimes. Mm. What What is that? You call it again, remind me. Uh, your rich life. I do a, an exercise called um, rich life basically. And I, I get my clients to sort of sit down and um, literally describe and, and you have the, the, the sort of key to this, I guess, is going into as much detail as possible. Right, so yeah. what does your rich life look like? Yeah. Um, and that literally can mean, you know, when you wake up in the morning, where are you waking up? What time are you waking up? Because these kind of yeah. give you ideas as to, um, you know, where is it that you're staying? What does the house look like? What does the room look like? Are you on holiday or are you at home? Is someone mm. waking up with you? Who's next to you in the bed? Or is nobody next to you in the bed? Is someone bringing you a coffee or are you going to make your own coffee? You know, what kind of coffee? Are you getting to work? In which case, what car are you getting to? Are you driving? Is somebody else driving? Do you know what I mean? These are very, very, very specific questions. But the point is, is that if your answer to, um, you know, my question of are you driving with someone else driving and you go, oh, yeah, someone else is driving, you go, OK. So is part of your rich life having a PA or somebody to drive you places because you hate driving? And that's mm-hmm. the thing is that some people might kind of go, oh, no, that's too extravagant. I can't do that. I can't do that. But I mean, on my rich life, for example, I personally would love somebody to cook Monday to Friday. I love cooking, but I love it for the excitement of it. So I would like to do it, you know, when you can sort of enjoy it. But during the week, Mm. it's more of a a, a sort of a chore. We need to get it done. I've got to feed my daughter because she's three and a half before she goes to to bed. So it's more like, oh, what can I do within the time frame? Mm. And it leaves me to enjoy making food at the weekend. Now, a lot of people have said to me, you know, oh, la-di-da, you want somebody to cook for you uh, during the week? And I'm kind of thinking, actually, yeah, because that gives me an extra hour back every single day that I can do, you know, I can spend with my daughter or I can spend. Yeah. 
working on my business um you know and I don't have to think about those things and I'm unapologetic about that that's you know that's what I would love I don't have that right now but you know if I were to get to that stage that's in my rich life yeah and I think I say something I say success on your terms because I think like you're echoing there that we've got there's so many expectations on us in society and we've got to show up in a certain way even from the point of the days we work in the week is just a society's norm of what you work and um, and I guess I have quite an issue with that at points because we feel then boxed in something and we feel that we can lead ourselves instantly to disappointment in things or we're not where we need to be or the self-doubts and the criticism that we have. I was reading something last night and said again, and I know this stat anyway, that 80% of our faults in a day are negative. It's natural default to be that way. So exactly like you shared there about freedom, like, well, what does it mean to you? And and an interesting exercise I've been through the last few months with my mindset coach is looking at this idea of what does freedom, you know, freedom is right now in here. I can, I've got that right now. Um, it's not always getting a search for it or the next thing or something I attain. It's here in this moment. What does that look like? And in those kind of ch- tougher questions of where is it showing up for you? And it's and I was like, well, I guess it's the fact that I left the corporate world, like similar background to yourself, that I wanted the freedom to do what I want when I want. And actually that does mean now that I have that. And that means that I want to go to the gym whatever time of day I want. So if I wake up and feel a bit tired, I'll go later on. I want the freedom to not feel guilty mm. for that or to feel that somebody's going to judge me because like you just said, somebody's going to judge you because you want you. That was what you, your ideal would be as a rich life is to have somebody that cooks for you. There mm. isn't a right or wrong. We just set up on these expectations or, I guess even rules sometimes and guidance of what we should and shouldn't do and it's where does that exist and where does it come from and if people don't explore that and understand as you said there as as a grounding starting point this is where I always say mindset is always aligned with strategy as well it's just you'll always come back to it at some point even if it's not that you've gone into dells of understanding it completely you've got the awareness to know what it looks like and where it's showing up yeah yeah and I think a lot of that can also come down to um and especially for women our perceptions on money as well because maybe mm. a lot of what we want I, I find with a lot of the women I speak to there's, there's guilt that comes with it because yeah. you know there's there's guilt by saying I want a nice car or I want this yeah. and that and other now to me personally I'm not that fussed by cars so you know I I want one of them and I want to make sure that it gets me where I get to but yeah. if your goal or my one of my clients goals is you know they want a Lamborghini Mm -hmm. then there's a lot of flashing of that around on social media Mm -hmm. but it's more masculine it's mainly men that do that and so a lot of women feel guilty that they want something like that or it might be a big house or it might be to travel all the time or something there's a lot of money hang-ups I think for women and and a lot of women feel guilty for saying that they want a lot. So you don't get that many, you know, un- women unapologetically saying, I want millions of pounds. My question would be why? Because again, yeah. I, if someone says to me, I want to make a million pounds, help me do that. I can do that. That's fine. But why do you want the million? Because a lot of people see that as the milestone, but they don't actually really know why they want the million. And when they break it down, they actually realize that they don't need a million for the life they want to live. And yeah. suddenly their goal is much more attainable. They can do it a lot quicker. Um, but if you genuinely, genuinely do want a million pounds, then let's go for it. Don't apologize for it. Don't feel like you're being greedy by asking, you know, for a million pounds or two million or 10 million. Um, you know, the whole point is, is you've got to look internally and know that you're being true to yourself and not 
sort of living to like you said sort of societal norms and you know the guilts and all those sorts of different things um and it's just about making sure that that you are are doing everything that you want for the right reasons mm. Mm. you mentioned there a lot around a couple of times about this idea of guilt as well i guess we could call it the guilt trap what are mm. some of the other themes or um i guess mindset blocks that you you encompass with is it just female clients you have it's mainly female clients um I do have I have sort of worked with men as well I find because of what I do and a lot of what I talk about is sort of um like sustain sustainability and you know conscious business and giving back I find that that works a lot with female traits um you know as women they want to you know we want to have a business and we want to earn a lot of money and we want to be able to send our kids to school and you know not have to worry about mortgage payments but we also want to give back and we like the idea of um you know helping people that's not to say that men don't but it's just it's more you tend to find that the majority of businesses that yep. women create are along the lines of you know helping giving back sustainability sure. etc yeah um, and so that's generally kind of you know the, the route that I've taken but that's not to say that I, I couldn't work with men at all um yeah. it's that I just attract generally more women yeah yeah and that's important you know that what do you find are some of the biggest mindset blocks coming through for a majority of your clients Oh, good question. Um, I would definitely say money blocks 100%. Mm. Almost everybody has a money block somewhere. So mm. that's that's definitely one. I'm, me, me as well. I've been working on money blocks for yeah, a sure. long, long time. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the general sort of premise of I can't do it. Um, yeah. And that always comes up, I think, um, especially it's either I can't do it or the goals are sort of too small because they sort of thinking I can only do this rather than, you know, thinking much bigger. Um, It's definitely a a big mindset block as well. I think that, you know, us women, we can think bigger and we can, we need to believe in ourselves more that we can do these things. Um, And I think that a lot of that potentially comes from the fact that, you know, like I say, any, most of the stuff that's on the internet at the moment, if you go to social media and you look for business advice, um, it can be very masculine. You know, it's the, you've got to be up at 5am and you, I'm going to outwork you. And, um, you know, if you're not up at that point, then, you know, you might as well fail. And you kind of think, well, I can assure you, I don't get up at 5am and I'm doing fine. (laughs) So, uh, you know, that's, that's not something that you need to do, but that's, you know, that's one side of the rhetoric. If that works for you, then great. Get up at five AM. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. But it's it's sort of making sure as women we don't fall for that if that's not what works for us. And yeah. there's a lot of women that don't want to be, you know, getting up at five AM and you know doing the grind and getting four hours sleep and all these sorts of different things. And you don't have to. So yeah. you know that's a bit of a blockage as well. Yeah, and I think that's uh, a point that not one size fits all. And that's, you know, I have group and one-to-one programs, but I like the one-to-one side of things is really spending time with clients and understanding what is important to them and what, like you just said, that that journey piece looks like and, and their whole lifestyle around that because ultimately it is the, sm- the, the small things that create a big differences. And it's, uh, I think one of the realisations I've had recently, um, I've just did a big, business retreat as well with the mastermind I'm on which is amazing but it's just very much about the the knowledge that you have isn't common knowledge and the impact of again just slowing down to recognize what you need to do right now and and being really clear with that and um and, and remember to fall in love with what you do and I know that can sound cliche but it's cliche for a reason that we need to um 
give that time to thinking about our why all the time we always come back to it now I saw Simon Sneak last week so that's kind of why it resonates quite a lot in me to start oh. why but it is it is keep coming to that all the time and um we were talking exactly that one of the other mindset blocks I see women have is and a males I just worked with somebody today on it actually is I'm not enough or I'm not good enough and it's exactly the same as what we were talking about freedom earlier that and that was a question that was asked to Stephen Bartle and Simon last week, actually, at this event I went to. And they said, you know, I've got a great life. This female stood up. I've got a great life. I just moved in with my partner. We're looking to get married. It's, it's amazing. It doesn't feel enough. When's, when I'm, when will I feel like what, what is going to make me feel it's enough? What does that look like? And exactly the same with the freedom part is that you have got enough right now it's exploring that or it's looking at what you think that is that you've got to get you know get get to whereas actually it's right here right now the same as you're successful right now you're happy right now it's just exploring that and I think that's a real risk and I it's one of my biggest fears is um not a fear of failure it's the fear of success in that I remember being very well I was successful in corporate in terms of getting to where I wanted to with my um career there um but I was very unhappy and therefore I look in my business and think the the irony of the self-sabotage you can create on yourself by by that being that if I am if, you know this this works and it's successful which I know it can because I believe in myself and I've got people around me who believe in me but if I get where I want to get it with that and I'm happy then what like that and then you create self-sabotaging habits and and it all seems crazy but it's, it's it's this is exactly what we need to understand is how we think and why we do what we do or, or likewise don't do what we're supposed to do as well because I see a lot of that people saying oh I know what you need to do I'm like yeah but you're not doing it <laughs> <What's the gap? laughs> you know I know what you need to do you know what you need to do yeah we're having the same conversation three months in and and I can be quite a direct communicator and I, I've seen that sometimes I have to be very mindful of that for people because it can be too intense. But, you know, there has to be a level of challenge. Come on, like, you said you're going to do it. Let's just do it. What is that gap? How are you going to take action? Well, it's like that famous saying, isn't it? It's knowledge is power. And it's actually, no, knowledge is not power until right. action is Absolutely. So, yes, 100%. And, I've, you know, I think I've fallen into traps like that as well. I'm, I'm sure that I've sort of gone, well, I know exactly what I need to do. But then it's the, I think, again, it comes back to the consciousness of being able to ask yourself, okay, but why am I not doing it? Mm. And then, you know, most people, I think, don't, don't give themselves the courtesy or the time to be able to analyze. Um, but also you need to be, uh, you know, willing to question yourself and willing to admit yeah. And that's that's another thing, I think, when it comes to sort of blockages and boundaries and so forth. Um, and this is just across the board is yeah. if you're going to be successful in anything, then you need to be willing to be critical of yourself. Now, that's that doesn't mean to say that, you know, everything is your fault and you need to, right. you know, because I also know a lot of people that really need to be very kind to themselves because mm. they're not and generally yeah. people aren't. But when it comes to, you know, situations going wrong or something not happening, human as human beings our sort of default reaction is well it wasn't my fault or you should have sent me that or you should have done this and maybe that's true but just taking a couple of minutes to sit there and think but could I have done something to prevent that or what was my responsibility and my level of of um 
you know, responsibility and role in that situation, even if it seems to be, it's very easy to blame somebody else and be like, well, I would have got that contract if, you know, they'd sent that email or if my PA had done this or whatever it may be. But actually, did you prep your PA? Have you trained them properly enough? Why did they make that mistake? Is that something that you could um, you know, help them with so that that mistake isn't something that they make in in the future, rather than just sort of laying the blame and then going, okay, well, it wasn't my fault. Um, and I think the more that we can do that, the more we're analysing ourselves and we're analysing our own behaviour, and that's how we grow. Yeah, and that's perspective, right? Also, mm. perspective and the awareness part. I mean, curious for you, where does the sustainability and the giving come into your work, and and where's that come from? Well, it's, for me, it's come from for years. I remember back at university, I was part of a society called SIF, which stood for um, students in free enterprise. And part of what we did, because I studied business at uni, um, and we used our business skills to basically go into community centres locally, but also projects um, you know around the globe um, to try and create something that you know works sustainably for them. And the goal was to you know use our skills, teach them, and be able to hand the project back so that they were sustainable in their in their own rights. Um, so ever since then, you know, I've just loved it. And for me, you know, I have two kids now. I want to be able to hand over a planet that you know is is doing well for them. And all I hear mm. is negativity around global warming and around you know plastics in the ocean and um you know people not being able to afford um you know basics to live on and you know it's 2023 and this shouldn't be this way and I want to be part of the solution not the problem so for me what I do is you know I could set up one business and do one thing in one area that would help Mm. and that would be great and I am working on that at the moment but with my coaching working with so many people it's almost like ultimate leverage. You know, if I can help a thousand women um, or people generally over the next few years to to do exactly the same across a thousand different companies, I'm able to cover far more grounds. Do you know what I mean? I'm able to, you know, help with something in one country, something in another, you know, something that helps environmentally, something that helps socially. Um, and it's just encouraging people to be that bit more aware because I think that, you know, business, it's easy to make money in business. There are thousands of ways that you can do that. Mm. But people see giving back and having a business that gives back and earning lots of money as two separate things. Um, you know, and they see it as, well, I've either got to be charitable or, um, you know, or I can make money for myself. And when it comes down to it, realistically, we're going to think of ourselves first. And I don't think I don't think that that's actually a problem. I don't think that we should feel, again, guilty or selfish for that. You know, mm. we, we have one life and we want to lead it the way that we want to lead it. And we want to do amazing things and we want to go loads of different places. So for me, I'm trying to just encourage the idea of, yes, make your money and do amazing things and don't feel guilty for having a nice house or, you know, um, going on holiday four times a year or 10 times a year if that's what you want. But that doesn't mean that you can't do something good at the same time. It's not an either or. Um, and that's kind of what I, I wanted to to get from it. And the sustainability side, you know, and, you know, d- and doing good, there are so many different things that you can incorporate within your business. There are businesses, for example, there are cafes that you can go to where 
um, they only employ homeless people. Um, and so they train them and they obviously give them support outside of the business itself. Um, and that cafe has expanded and is now run entirely by people who used to be homeless and are now not. They've now got skills. They've now got, um, you know, confidence back. They've got bank accounts. They've got places to live, you know, all these sorts of different things. The cafe is still run profitably. Mm. the people that you're helping are people that would never have had the opportunity before and weren't on the job market you know there are cafes as well that you can go into and you can buy two coffees but take one away so you're leaving one you know available in there there are also there's a cleaning company up in Nottingham that again only employ um you know women that have come from domestic violence um uh people that have come from prison and aren't really getting many you know job opportunities again the safeguards are put in there and you know they're, they're doing it properly but the idea is that they're providing employment opportunities for people that maybe wouldn't have had them otherwise sure. then you get other companies that are you know utilizing better supply chains so um tony chocoloni i don't know if you've heard of that but it's a chocolate it's like a, a quite a famous chocolate bar that you can get um oh, and yes, yeah um you see them all over the place now it's yeah. funny when you start doing these things you suddenly start seeing the stuff everywhere um and you know they are trying to shine a light on um the slave trade within the chocolate um, supply chain which is still a thing most people wouldn't even know that that is a thing so the yeah. fact that number one trying to use the right suppliers but also again they're a profitable business they're selling chocolate they're making money but they're teaching us at the same time about something that is you know really important to know about mm. there's another company Elvis and Cressy they make um very high-end um, bags and um, you know passport holders lots of sort of like leather goods and amazing things but they started out in bags um, and they make them out of old fire hoses that were put into landfill so again you're taking something from landfill rather than trying to create something new there's mm. lots of stuff against fast fashion for example you know brands that are utilizing clothes that are already there um, yeah. rather than trying to create new ones yeah. so all these companies are incredibly successful very very profitable but they're taking things out of landfill they're giving people opportunities that they wouldn't they're shining light on information that you know most people don't have they're doing amazing things and these are all things that you can utilize in your business if you want to start something and it really doesn't matter you know how much time and energy and effort that you have because you could go the whole hog and you could go I want to be a fully sustainable business and that is my main core mission or you know you could be a service provider that just offers pro bono hours to a certain extent oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I've um, when I was in corporate, I I think it's recognizing something. You you know, if you're thinking about well, where do I start with that, what does that look like? I remember um, wanting to give back in some capacity, and I kept researching things around mental health and how I do it. And um, I trained to be a volunteer for Shout Crisis, which is like Samaritans. So I did eighteen months with them, um, which I loved, and I just did two hours every Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. and an incredible experience but the uh, some of the rationale for that for me was I wasn't very empathetic to people that would take their life years ago I used to think it's really selfish things like that and I, was, I need to change my mindset on that because it's not right to see it in that way I need to have more understanding um and then I realized that in in work I needed a bit more empathy as well as a leader so I was like well the two need to blend very well and I certainly just learned that about communication listening skills and everything as much as you're giving back they call it like a helper's high you get you because I felt at first I was like it's really weird like you feel that's it was such an experience you know really helping people at a moment where they were thinking of taking their life and absolutely you had the right support around you for that but um 
you felt good after as well at the end it's really weird yeah. to think why would I feel that way but they call it like I said the helpers high in that you've helped somebody um at their most vulnerable point and 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 you kind of it feel you feel bad for kind of getting a kick off that but it was an incredible experience and then since then I did it for 18 months and then work changed etc and I was like right I'm gonna do something different now and I want to give back in different space so I, I went the coaching academy where I trained as a qualified coach they um I'd done enough time frame um being a coach to then mentor with them so I've mentored them for nearly two years now every Monday just an hour and I remember somebody coming at me and saying well how much do you get paid for it and I was like I don't it's, it's free and I said what do you mean and I was like yeah I do it's like pro bono it's like I, I help students with their coming on with their qualifications like oh why would you do that and I was like why not like I love the feeling that I give back I yeah. always make it angled towards something that I want to Im- improve on in myself as well which is my skill set and something so that I'm learning and also that I'd, I'd never want to get to a point where I hate it as well or I feel like it's a chore I absolutely love it and that's really important and, that, and that's sustainable part with the giving so I just think of myself that actually it links me in terms of one, it helps me be more sustainable in my business longer term thinking. Two, I'm giving back, which is something, you know, I would say like Tony Robbins says, the secret to living is giving. And I think that's really important and is a strong value of mine. So they they blend and connect very well um, for me. And I think that then it's like, I know there'll be a point where that will conclude and I think there'll be something else or I'm aware that, you know, I'm, I'm inviting something else into my world as such when, it's, when I'm at that point of, of wanting something new. But I think, like you shared, big businesses do it well. Um, and it doesn't have to be that it's a, it's a suck or drain of your time. It's like, I just haven't got time for that. Like there, again, it's the prioritizing, it's the awareness. It's the, what do you, slowing down to say, well, what do you want your business to be? And what do you want it to look like? Uh, and then going and creating that, it is possible. You've just got to think about business in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it can be done from day one. And I think you touched on something yeah. um, quite important about, you know, about loving it. And you yeah. really have to because you know it's all well and good saying oh I'll just pick a cause and I'll help them but you if you're not picking something that truly means something to you you're going to get to that point of frustration or boredom or you're not really going to care how much you you mm-hmm. help in, in any shape or form so it's it's really important to make sure that the two marry up and that you yeah. love the product that you're creating or the service that you're offering but you also love what it is you're doing and how like who you're helping and you know and all those sorts of different things and there are just so many ways that you can do it and it, it, it you know it even boils down to your investing just you know even if you're if for anyone listening who might not be at the business stage yet you know maybe if you're putting some of your money to good use and you're investing you can have green investments and you can have you know who you're investing with yeah you want to look at the return sure but actually you want to look at the company and you want to look at the policies and you want to look at you know are they doing good things and am I funding something that I agree with or I don't agree with you know and you know doing things like that there's just so many little ways that we can make little tweaks um you know and it doesn't have to be this big all-encompassing like oh my god I need to solve world hunger all on my own it doesn't have to be that way it can be lots of little things that you stand you you know you start to change and before you know it actually you're doing some amazing good what's the biggest transformation that somebody gets from going through that experience with yourself I'd like to think I'd like to think that I've I've seen it a few times when clients have realized what impact their business could have. Yeah. Um, and that is an amazing moment for me as a coach as yeah. well as for them. Um and I've seen I've seen kind of people have that aha moment when they realize how to make it work and how to do something 
so much bigger than they thought that they could do. You know, they just wanted to create a business and they just wanted some money and they wanted to make sure that they could, you know, pay their bills and so forth. And then suddenly they realize they're doing this amazing thing. And that's another reason I do what I do is that, like you said, living is giving. Um, it, by doing something like that, it feels so much bigger than ourselves. And it feels like, um, you know, something that is is hugely motivation uh, motivational. Um, and, and, and you do get that high that, you yeah. may don't necessarily get from just you know business on its own so helping people to understand how they can incorporate that into what they were planning on just being a normal business mm. and seeing how motivated and sort of you know enlightened they get by the whole thing um is yeah it's, it's really really lovely to see from my side for sure and I think that as I was reflecting there actually in the conversation is this is like this is a deeper work side of things. This isn't, this is a real building a business of being, like you said, sustainable in it. You're really connecting with your values, um, what you want your business to be, the fact that your business grows and can change as well and how it can evolve and transform. And that's not an overnight process, which is exactly like we said at the start, what I think um, is expectations or we're um, conformed to feel through social media. And I'm not here saying it's wrong. I'm saying sometimes maybe wake up to that in what like we said at the start again what does success mean to you what's a rich life to you ask these big questions that you haven't probably asked yourself in depth which are the ones you need to ask because these are what's really can, can truly connect you to a longer term business opposed to just I've got to do this now and if there was anything I could give all of my clients it would be patience and I know sometimes I need that myself but mine's from the idea of I love to do lots of things. I'm like, yeah, that's it, that's it. And it's like, no, so down that. Less is more. But that real, and it's a passion that drives that. So it's a good thing. But people just are very impatient. And then I think that is the fear is I see them going down is that again, they they get there and not happy because it's they've not really mapped it out. Think about what that looks like. So I think you can start to see here how that can connect and the real power in what we will know. And I know you said, you know both of us have come from qualifications of you know pure coaching as well and that's a very different experience doing strategy of people but it is it's one where it's very fulfilling because it takes people on a complete transformation and honestly changes their lives and this is where we get across people it's like coaching isn't by the hour it's not by the session things like that it's not like just pay for something and it's done it changes your life and this is what you're doing when you're creating a business from like you said an idea but you've got to invest that time that those ideas the imagination to where you want that to go yeah yeah absolutely and I totally get where you're coming from because I'm impatient too and it's, it's <laughs> things that's easier said than done isn't it because you know I want it to be you know this massive company and that all these people have been helped and all these sorts of different things and yeah it just doesn't happen that way but I think the the word that always comes back around for me and it's my my sort of word that I need to keep reminding myself as well is consistency because yeah. I when people do get impatient with the fact that things aren't progressing as quickly as they might want them to be, they give up and they give yeah. up too quickly and too easily because, you know, it's the same with anything. It's the same with fitness. It's the same with, mm-hmm. you know, diets or, you know, not that yeah. I'm a big fan of diets, but, you know, it's the same with all of these things. We want instantaneous results and that's because we live in a world of instantaneous um, information and mm-hmm. you know we, we get things so quickly nowadays that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we're not prepared to wait anymore. Um, but when we don't get things quickly, we give up. Yeah. And 
such a shame. And that is uh, a, definitely a, a huge, a, plays a huge impact on, you know, entrepreneurs and their success. And if you are that person that is able to, um, you know, keep getting up and going to the gym when they don't want to go to the gym or, um, you know, setting up the company and and making those phone calls and maybe you you know have to call a thousand people before somebody says yes um oh. i think the example i love to give is, is dyson i don't know if you've heard yeah, yeah, yeah. five thousand times right yeah, exactly yeah and there will yeah. been, you know the, the argument is always well what's to stop someone copying my idea and there was probably right. thousands of other people that thought of a bagness vacuum but they all stopped after you know right. 50 tests or you know 200 yeah. tests or whatever it may be but dyson was the one that kept going and going and going <laughs> I remember in corporate and people come and be like, and I've always been mindful of sometimes when people say, oh, I've got a problem, it's like, well, bring me the solution. That doesn't really help them because they would have come to you with a problem anyway. Mm-hmm. I've always come to you with a day. But um, just the idea they come and I've tried this. It's like, cool, keep going, off you go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not enjoying this right now. And I was like, amazing. How long has it been? They're like two weeks. I was like, cool. Once it's been six months, we'll have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but go and honestly, just keep going see what it feels because it will change just just trust it and it's not overnight um yeah it makes it easier to change your mindset as well like if you know full well that it takes a hundred no's to get a yes yeah yeah no it's less painful because you're like great I'm closer to my yes and I know that that's sort of like a relatively well-known sort of strategy but actually just fine-tuning these tiny little things that you say to yourself and that you um in the way that you perceive things can actually make a huge huge difference yeah. you know if you're going into things thinking I hope I get a no today because it'll be closer to my yes then yeah. actually you know you you don't struggle and I had I had a client that really struggled with rejection and it was a whole thing we went we, we delved really deep into it and it was because of childhood rejection um yeah. you know and issues that she'd had with her mum and so forth growing up and we worked on that and that's fine but it was having a massive impact on her business to the point where she was going to give up the whole thing and she was just going to shut up shop. Um, and all because she sort of hadn't necessarily understood childhood trauma and how it was affecting her. And just reframing, that's a big thing. It's just reframing the way that you look at things um, to be able to you know, give you more of a chance of success, really. Yeah, incredible. Look, a great conversation and loads aligning there for sure in terms of our messaging and the importance of why we do what we do. And, and I think even just proving again that we can do very similar things. And that's the same for lots of people out there. If you're doubting, well, so, you know, it's I hear people say saturated markets and all this, there's loads of people doing it. Yeah, but, you know, like it's your personality and you brings it in a different way. And this idea of, like we say, collaboration over competition and those things and bringing ideas together and I think you can underestimate that your knowledge isn't common knowledge. And we can also underestimate the power in that lots of people don't have positive people around them. They have a lot of negative Nellies and and that impacts. And I've, I have to sometimes pull myself because I'm the opposite. I've created, when I look back, I think I didn't have that. And, and that sits with me. It's a great thing that I've done, but I've created a world around me, which is, lovely people like today like getting on a conversation with somebody that I can have a great conversation with we don't massively have a long relationship but it's again you've got similarities and things in common to have a great rich relate conversation and you can create those relationships but you've got to get out there and do that and have the confidence the courage to try it but know that they are and if there's people around you that are negative holding you back doubting you and even if they're your friends and your family it's often more about them than you 100%. and you've got to just face into those and then know that that again like you said that that can change for sure 100 percent. and I have this conversation so often as well and 
again for me it's just about if anyone is having this and and you know um they do have a family member or a friend that is quite negative about what it is that they're doing. Just remember that it is coming from love. At the end yeah. of the day, they are trying to stop you from hurting yourself in some way, shape or form. It might be that, you know, they, if you're trying, if you're talking about starting a new business for people that aren't entrepreneurs or for anybody, really, it's a scary thing to do. And so when someone says, you know, are you sure you can do that? Or, you know, is that really going to work or hang on a minute? What do you know about business? It sounds horrible, but they're doing it because subconsciously they're thinking, well, I don't want to see you hurt from doing this. But what you need to just be able to do is say, thank you very much, but I'm going to do this on my own. Like, I love my parents, but they don't understand my business. They 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 are self-employed in their own right and they know, you know, their businesses, but they don't understand mine. So if ever I've had a, you know, a negative comment from from them, it's about listening to it and thinking, do I think that they're right? Does that apply? No doesn't impact my relationship with my parents I love them and I love that they're concerned enough to ask the question doesn't mean that I need to take their advice either right so yeah you know about making sure that you're taking the right uh, the advice from the right people um yeah. and, and not taking it personally yeah yeah very important Laura where can people connect with you uh, I am on Instagram at i.am.laurapar. Um, I've got a Facebook community group that is um, being set up at the minute. So if anyone wants to sort of learn a little bit more about conscious businesses or, you know, um, how to do that, then um, the conscious business community, um, give that one a search or I'm on LinkedIn under Laura Parr. So, yeah, hit me up on any of those and I'd be more than glad to start a conversation. I, I'd lo- I love meeting new people that are interested in this. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Are you looking to grow your business and tired of not seeing consistent results? Head to the show notes right now and check out my quiz to discover the one thing holding you back from going your business with ease. Business should really not be complicated. I'll see you on the next episode.